Hi, Sam and Lily here. Welcome to the Wellness That Works podcast. For this episode, we had our Chief Scientific Officer, Gary Foster, fly over from America to talk to us about all the new and exciting changes happening here at WWE. So grab a cuppa and have a listen. Thank you so much for joining us today, Gary. It's amazing to have you here, coming My all pleasure. the way over from America. Yeah. So how are you feeling today? I'm feeling great. It's uh, good to be in the UK, good to be with the WW team and to uh, share about what's happening and uh, what we're excited about. It's all very exciting, isn't it? It's very exciting. And for the benefit of our listeners and viewers, can we have an overview of how you became our chief scientific officer? Yeah, it's uh, it's been quite a journey. So I joined WW about six years ago now. And before that, I was a professor at two different universities in the States and had been since a very early age when people really didn't talk about weight management or obesity, um, really interested in the problem from two perspectives. One is the significant stigma that people suffer based on their weight and shape. And then the other is how little we knew scientifically about causes and consequences and treatment. So I had the opportunity to study uh, with three great mentors at various stages of of their development, senior, junior, mid-level. Um, and since that day, a long time ago, uh, it's basically all I've, I've thought about professionally. So coming to WW was, it sounds a little corny, but it's a dream come true because all the stuff I was working on as a scientist, you know, a couple hundred people, a study here, a study there, yeah. uh, to think about that we have uh, between four and five million members across the globe uh, and we have the ability to help them change their lives is just inspiring and, and also a, a sense of, I guess, awe and responsibility. So yeah. it's great to be here. Yeah, and seeing all the hard work come to fruition. Yeah, hard work on our members' part, hard work on the team's part. So mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a real privilege to be able to facilitate the journey of our members. Great. Great. And for those who obviously haven't seen the latest news, um, could you summarize the exciting new changes to WW that you've been working on behind the scenes for a couple of years now? Yeah, there's two big changes um, for people who have been used to WW in the past. For the first time ever, we're going to, there's going to be multiple ways to do WW. Before it was just one plan, everybody does the same plan. Now there are multiple ways to do the plan. And the second is we're going to guide you. We're not just going to say, here are these options, you figure it out. We're actually doing a science-based, personalized set of questions that really gets to understand who you are, what your styles are, what your preferences are, and then to customize a plan that fits you. Can you give us more details on the plans? Yeah, basically they um, are a multiple of different plans that manipulate a couple of different things. One is some people like to track a little, some people like to track a lot. Some people like to follow uh, some structure from a list, what we call zero point foods. Some people like a lot of that, some people like less of it. And then we also, in our assessment, ask a variety of other lifestyle factors that allow us to deliver this is a plan that fits for you and is gonna work for you. I think it's really good to um, give everybody that insight that this work does happen for a couple of years before we actually you know, decide. We don't just make a decision um, like that to, to, change, to change the program. It's, it's all for the better and has real true you know, scientific reasons behind it. All the trials and members you yeah. get involved with. Yeah, exactly. It's, uh, we take it seriously. We have, a, a, again, a responsibility to our members. And so we've tested this. We tested in university settings. This is a, a core value for us before 
uh, we would go out to market with a new program. Um, but we've also done it in lots of our current members and future members. So literally over 5,000 people across the globe um, and certainly been done in the UK and many other countries mm -hmm. to say, how are people responding to this? And then we change it. Some things are really great that we thought would be great. Other things uh, surprise us. So we're continually changing. And um, believe it or not, as we speak, we're already starting to talk to, to people about how they think about the weight and wellness journey in anticipation mm -hmm. of what we would do in the future. So it's not just a, a run, hurry, release it. It's a really long, thoughtful mm -hmm. process and listening carefully to people to see how we can best help them. Um, I guess for a lot of people that may not know, we do innovate regularly and you have talked about that, but why do we do that in your opinion? It's a couple things. One is that we always want to stay on top of the latest science. And then the second is that we want to be able to stay in touch with how people are thinking about the journey. And sometimes that's influenced by trends in culture, like personalization and customization. Other times it's influenced by how they're thinking about the weight and wellness journey. So we're keeping our ears very close to the ground and continually talking to folks about what their experience is like and what they're wanting. And then we match that with science. Um, and those really are the two fundamental driving forces. And it's human nature that sometimes changing it up a little bit is, is inspiring, that you've been doing it a certain way for a while, mm -hmm. and now I want to change it up a little bit. Mm -hmm. And I think the big thing with this innovation that you know we've touched on quite a bit recently is that blue is something that a lot of people will recognize. And actually, we never have taken freestyle away, which is a big deal for a lot of our members, isn't it? Yeah, especially for our current members. Uh, we've had a tradition in the past of changing the program. Again, that we're sort of forced into that position if you only have one program. Mm -hmm. um, now that we have different ways to do the program, um, in a variety of different ways that make sense to people, we have that flexibility that you can stay on the plan. If, if Blue's working for you, great, stay with Blue. If you'd like to change it up a little bit, you can try um, either purple or green. So good for our current members, nothing to change if they don't need to, but if they do want to, then they can. Exactly. And then new members coming in have this choice, depending on their lifestyle, the same as our current members do. Yeah, and I think the beauty for our new members is they'll be able to be guided through an assessment because they might not, they won't understand exactly yeah. what a point is. They won't know zero point foods. So we've done something. Uh, and this assessment is based on your food preferences, mm -hmm. your lifestyle, and your approach basically to eating. And with those three factors, we can get with a high degree of certainty a plan that fits for you. Great. And how do you think it will affect people that want to join, like in the way that they may be perceived of UW? Well, I think one is just to know that I'm going to go through some questions. And this is not 100 questions. They're easy to complete. There's two things that happen. One is that you start to think about uh, the answers in terms of what kind of foods I like, under what kind of conditions might be more difficult or might be easier, where do I need more or less help, those are actually useful to be mindful about the experience. But I think traditionally people have thought about there is one WW way to do this. Mm -hmm. And again, still we're fundamentally, we've got a lot of commonalities, we're science-based, we're based on our points formula and zero-point foods. But now there's multiple ways to do it. So I think that'll be a big perception change. But also, that's the reality. We have changed and we will continue to evolve based on what people need 
and what the science says. Mm -hmm. And I guess also for those that haven't seen the assessment, it sounds a bit scary when you say assessment and you can't see it. But yeah. actually, it's so straightforward. You know, it's I've really gone simple. through it and it does make you think about your day to day habits. And, yeah. oh, I guess I do eat pasta quite regularly <laughs> or, oh, actually, I don't ever eat fish. So I can change that around. And now I know that it's going to be personalized for me. So, yeah, it's, it's very approachable and, and easy for everyone to understand, which is great. Yeah. And obviously we have the fit point system as well, um, which links to activity and how much a member does and they can earn fit points. Is that changing at all? It's not. Um, we're continually, we continually look at all of our three pillars, food, activity, and mindset for innovation. So we're beginning work now to look at possibilities with fit points, but for now, no changes. But uh, we're a company that evolves with the science and what would people look for. So I wouldn't be surprised in the next year or two if there are changes to all aspects of our experience. And how we measure them. Yeah, exactly. But seeing as you are the expert, could you explain to people that don't know what current fit points are? Sure. So fit points basically acknowledge two things. Again, personalized. So fit points are a measure of activity based on your height, weight, age, and sex. So it's customized to you. Secondly, it says just like on the food side, where not all calories are created equal, on the activity side, all calories are not created equal. So we've asked scientists around the globe to help us with this a couple years ago to say, for a fixed amount of physical activity, let's say 100 calories, are there certain types of activities that we should favor in our fit points formula? And it turns out the answer is yes, and those are two types. One are strength resistance type training, and the other is higher intensity. So you will get fit points for any kind of activity you do because any activity is better than no activity. Some is better than none. Mm -hmm. But we've particularly nudged people in a direction of doing higher intensity activities and also strength resistance. The beauty is it's a metric that works. Mm -hmm. It's easy to understand and it's customized to you. Yeah. I love it. I mean, on the app, everything's on there even like cleaning yeah. your house and yeah. doing the gardening and you don't think but actually you could be burning a lot of calories doing that and especially when it, it did change to be about the high intensity it was great to see things like weightlifting you know mm -hmm. for me personally that was a, a great thing to see at the top yeah and I think it's important I mean whenever I talk to anybody that needs uh, that wants to join or that's that's looking for a way to to lose weight when we talk about activity it is a, you know talking to members about just moving more so it's just moving more than what you did before. And that's, yeah, that's and it. That's how you progress, isn't it? And the, exactly. And it's also, you know, small goals, reasonable goals, but also things you like doing. You know, yeah, if it's a being in the park like with it. the kids or doing whatever you like. But if you look at it as a punishment or yeah. a bitter pill to swallow, that's not going to be sustainable. Right. And so we really talk a lot about the benefits of activity that do have some benefits on weight. But let's talk about all the other great things physical activity does for you. And to your point, you don't have to be a marathon runner to get those benefits. It improves your mood, self-esteem, it reduces stress, prevents diabetes. It's a powerful behavioral tool. Mm -hmm. So we're really glad to make that more prominent in our offering. Great. Amazing. And um, earlier you said, obviously, that a big part of your research in the past and now is around the stigma around weight. No. Um, and late last year in the UK, we did actually hold a panel here called Tea Time Live with some of our ambassadors. And they all talked about body positivity and body shaming mm -hmm. and how they deal with that, you know, in, in the public eye. So what are your views on the stigma around weight? I think it's really unfortunate. I think it's um, 
and just to be clear about what we're talking about, it's when people are evaluated negatively mm -hmm. based on their weight and their shape. Mm -hmm. And when you think about it, your weight and shape say nothing about who you are as a person. But society has this view that it does because it's almost as if because they can see it, they have some right, they think, mm -hmm. to judge it. So at a basic humane level, it's, it's a despicable behavior. It's like any other form of bigotry or prejudice or discrimination. And I think we need to be vocal, and we are as a brand, that we think this is not to be tolerated and is inhumane. The other thing that most people get wrong is that some people think that the more uh, pressure or criticism that comes from others, or even with yourself, um, is good for you. So if I hate my body, that will motivate me on a weight management journey. Exactly the opposite is true. The more people can accept their bodies and value their bodies and say, because I'm worth taking care of, that's why I want to be the best version of myself. That's a position of strength. That's a, a starting position that will generate energy for the journey. Mm -hmm. By contrast, if you say, because you believe the nonsense you've been told by society, that I, can only, I can't like myself at this weight. I can only like myself when I lose weight. Unfortunately, you'll never lose enough weight to like yourself. So we're really big proponents because it's science-based and it's helpful to say, accept you for who you are now. Your weight is not your worth. Your worth cannot be measured on the scale. You have weight no matter what you weigh. Mm -hmm. You have worth no matter what you weigh. And once you have that fundamental position, then you can decide the variety of ways in which you want to live your best life. Yeah, that's really powerful, actually. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, it's the message that we're trying to get across. And we have ambassadors who are, you know, we're lucky that we have ambassadors that are, are fine with talking about it in this way and, and open and honest. So... Um, I think we're getting there. It's a hot topic globally. Um, True. Yeah, but we just need to do, everybody needs to do more, really. I think, yeah, we are seeing that shift in our members as well, especially like on social media where, yes, they may post a Transformation Tuesday photo, but actually they'll state, you know, yes, two years ago I was heavier, but I'm still smiling in the photo. I was still happy. Right. You know, it's just that now maybe I'm feeling healthier, I'm feeling happier, and that's just because of everything changing in my life you know I'm doing more exercise so I'm getting more endorphins and therefore I'm more confident so I, I think it is still a hard balance isn't it but mm -hmm. I think like you said as a brand we're really trying to prove that yeah, yeah and it really makes the journey easier I mean, if you think about I want to lose a couple stones I want to lose 10 kilos whatever it is mm -hmm. um, that in and of itself means nothing it's just a number it's what benefit does that bring to you mm -hmm. does that give you a better version of yourself where you can more easily uh, roll around on the floor with your kids uh, or does it give you the ability to go up steps without shortness of breath those are the reasons those are the whys yeah. that really fuel a journey mm -hmm. more than I have to be a certain number of kilos on the scale it's a number. Yeah, or I have to look good for Instagram, that type of thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 So for you, what? how do you ensure that you keep a positive, positive mindset and, and, and also how, why is that so important for our members? I mean, it's, it's closely linked, obviously, to how you view your own body and, uh, but just generally in life, day to day. Yeah, I, I think for our members, it's really critical to think about not only how they think about the journey, but how they think about themselves. So we've covered sort of the, 
the landmines that are out there yeah. around the discrimination and stigma. But it's also important how you think about the journey, and sometimes they're linked. So if you eat more tonight than you planned, um, are you the kind of person who's going to beat yourself up about that? Uh, are you an all-or-none thinker that says, ah, I've blown it. I'll start tomorrow or next week or on Monday. There's clearly scientifically different types of thinking styles that get in the way of a successful journey. If you're an all or none thinking thinker, if you're the kind of person who just focuses on the negative aspects. Mm -hmm. And this has benefits, these kind of skills that we're teaching our members have benefits both on the scale, but importantly off. If you're an all or none thinker, you're not going to be a great person to hang out with. Yeah. If you're always focusing on the negative, yeah. you're probably not going to do well in the workplace. You're not going to do well in relationships. No, it, it's not just weight loss, is it? It's it is just, not. It's life in general. That's exactly yeah, right. You mocked me for being like that as well, haven't you? It's <laughs> all or nothing. But no, all or nothing, yeah. You become more aware of it you and do. you do have to shift it, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So we're fond of saying that these kind of skills pay dividends on the scale and off the scale because, you know, life's much bigger than the scale. Okay, so our next lot of questions for you are our quick fire round, which is a bit of fun, and uh, when you're not allowed to give much thought to it, which I know might be quite difficult for <laughs> for somebody who gives a lot of thought to everything. So uh, I'll do my best. here we go. Right, okay. Tea or coffee? Tea. Out of the zero point foods, eggs or fish? Eggs. Home cooked meal or out for dinner? Out for dinner. City life or rural life? City. You're New York, aren't you? Yes. <laughs> gym workout or nature workout nature sweet or savory sweet night in or night out definitely out oh so out for dinner and night out yes. yeah follow yeah. it on so we know what we're doing when we come to new york <laughs> exactly <laughs> Cool. And for more festivities, the next uh, part is about dinner parties. Mm -hmm. So we always ask our guests who their three guests would be to a WW-friendly dinner party and why. Well, this might sound a little corny, but the first is my wife, who I go to dinner with a lot. Um, and especially if we're going to be at a dinner party, she's much more social than I. So she can, she'll be able to engage in conversation <laughs> where I'd be more pensive and listening. Um, so... Um, that's guest one. Uh, guest two would be Martin Luther King. I'm really impressed by somebody who could be so counterculture and so changing the way people do things, but do so in a very thoughtful, nonviolent, but still taking a stand way. And I, I just think that sort of blend of personalities is fascinating, um, personality traits. Yeah. Uh, and the third is a former mentor of mine who has since passed, so probably a p little part of missing him, but also he was a, a scholar, um, wrote a fantastic book called The Pain of Obesity, um, and, but he was part scientist, part poet, uh, part artist, part uh, great storyteller, um, and a, a true renaissance man, um, and uh, I miss him, and, and his, his uh, ability to influence a room uh, would be great to recreate. Wow, what was his name? Mickey Stunkard. Oh, that's nice. It feels yeah. like a, a really, uh, it'd be a good table to be at. Yes, indeed. It would. Yeah. And from what you've said about that book, I feel like I really, I really need want to read, read it. it. Yeah. yeah, it's fantastic. 
Gary, thanks so much for coming in and talking to us about all things WWE. My pleasure. Yes, I think thank you. Been really uh, educational for everyone listening and just great to get you over in person to meet you in real life. So thanks again. Uh, thanks to everyone watching and listening. Um, if you need more information, make sure to check out our website and check out all of our social channels where we'll be talking about the next episode to go live on the podcast. So see you later, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye.